0: fellas fellas how's it going my name is austin abbott how's everybody doing y'all welcome back to fade consensus podcast we got another running back episode today we're gonna be diving into some late rb2s again fellas before we kick things off though i gotta tell you guys about my meal my meal i had last night it was so good man it was so good fellas i took it easy friday night just had a cool night just you know stayed in didn't do a whole lot I i was with my lady friend um dude listen up listen up listen up Esposito's in Manasquan. It's a local restaurant in New, in New Jersey. Um, so I got chicken soriento. Listen, listen, listen. Sauteed chicken layered with prosciutto and eggplant. Served in like a they, they serve it in a light brown sauce, but I decided to get Alfredo sauce instead, man. Alfredo sauce is money. Alfredo sauce is so good, and uh, it's topped with fresh mozzarella, dude. Ten out of ten, some of the, like, I'm not even kidding, dude. It's one of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life. Chicken sorriente. Substitute the brown sauce for Alfredo sauce. So, you know, you gotta pay a little bit more. It's like $3 more. Fellas, you gotta pay a little bit more to get some of the top running backs. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about some of the top running backs in the NFL. Nah, I'm joking. We're actually talking about running backs 19 through 24. Each day, we've broken down the top six running backs, one through six. 7 through 12. Yesterday we hit on 13 through 18. And then today, today we're talking about running backs 19 through 24. Fellas, real quick announcement just before we start. On Tuesday, Peter Howard is gonna be a guest speaker on the pod at PA Howdy. Fellas, you you guys probably already know him. Senior writer, UDFA's matter, British expat, writer of things. Fellas, Peter Howard. Big dog, big deal. He's going to be on the pod Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to be a guest speaker on Smash Except, Fellas, we're doing a lot of big things here at Fade Consensus Podcast. We're growing. We're growing every single day. Twitter's growing. Podcasts growing. YouTube's growing, man. YouTube's going to start off real soon. Fellas, I really, really want to start this episode. I'm done ranting. Miles Sanders, my RB19. fells. this is the first player I ever drafted in a Dynasty rookie draft. Miles Sanders. I took him at the 103. Took Miles Sanders 103. 104, I took Josh Jacobs. Ready? You want to hear the first two picks? We play in a one quarterback league. The first two picks, Nikhil Harry, 101, RIP, Nikhil Harry. And then the second pick was Kyler Murray. Blew me away in a, in a one quarterback league. Couldn't believe it. But, hey, man, it turned out pretty good. The kid's been great for fantasy purposes. Fellas, talking about Miles Sanders right now. I want to talk about Miles Sanders' situation. What has Philly done this offseason? What have they done so far exactly? One of the first things they did during the NFL draft, they took Kenneth Gainwell in the fifth round. Very, very late, right? Not not good draft cap, which means Philly isn't super invested. You know, They were clearly invested enough because they liked this kid, so they drafted him. But to take him that late, man, shows that, that, you know, of course, Miles Sanders is going to be the guy. Of course, Miles Sanders is the top dog in Philadelphia. But everybody knows that Kenneth Gainwell is one of the best pass-catching backs coming out of this class. Arguably the top pass-catching back, right? So, so keep that in mind, fellas. You got to know that uh, Boston Scott is also there as well. So Boston Scott is probably looked at as a 2 right now. Kenneth Gainwell is a 3. So Philly brought in Kenneth Gainwell. And just this past week, man, they got rid of, uh, they got rid of Carry On Johnson. They cut him, they waived Carry On Johnson a few days ago. So, like, all in all, that doesn't worry me that they brought in Kenneth Gainwell. I just look at it as they simply replaced, you know, they they simply replaced carry-on. They just needed the depth at, at the position, and I get it, man. I get it. For real NFL purposes, completely understand what Philly is doing. So, Philly just played last night. Sanders had only two rushing attempts. He had 13 yards. He had a 10-yard carry, and uh, all I really have to say is, uh, you know, he, he made up the bulk of his production, you know, with this 10-yard carry. And, you know, this this third year back in Miles Sanders, he's just, he's re-solidified his grip on the starting role in Philadelphia. Fellas, the one thing I want to see from Miles Sanders this year, I want to see the volume go up. And I think it's going to finally happen. I think he's going to crack 200 fantasy points. As a rookie, he had 166 fantasy points. He finished as running back 14, man. Good season. He was almost the He was almost an RB1. God, I remember that year I was all over Miles Sanders in every single league back in 2019. I got him in the 13th round, I remember. He finished his RB14. That's pretty good value. Fellas, his rookie season, he had 800 rushing yards, three touchdowns, 50 catches for 500 yards. Look, I'm just going to come out and say it. I actually think Miles Sanders is a pretty good running back. I don't I don't think he's a top-tier rusher by any means. I think he's an all-around t- good talent is is a better way to word it. There's only a handful of running backs that had over 50 receptions this year. Fell's The following year, last season, it was his second season, he had 28 receptions. Okay, So his receptions dipped from 50 to 28. Big, big difference. 300 less receiving yards. A lot of this is due to the fact that he did miss a quarter of the season. He played 12 games his second year. He he finished his RB 24, so a very late RB 2. But look, man, I I just want to be optimistic about Miles Sanders. He's crazy efficient. You look at his yards per carry, he has... 4.6 yards per carry as a rookie his second season 5.3 yards per carry and let me just tell you that his receptions are absolutely going to go right back up to where they were he had 52 targets his second year 52 targets he only had 28 catches dude the fact like that that's such an unbelievably low percentage i I cannot believe these numbers are actually accurate i mean that's going to go up astronomically I think he's going to have like 45 plus receptions this upcoming season, man. Miles Sanders is a good player. Miles Sanders is kind of just like, I, I just don't think a lot of people know his true identity just yet for fantasy purposes. And I think we're all going to realize that, he, that that what he is is a mid to late RB2. You can sit here and make fun of Miles Sanders all you want, but you can take away the fact that he played 71% of snaps on average last season. I mean, he had 52 targets and 5.3 yards per carry. These are great numbers, man. Especially at his current ADP, he's currently being drafted at the five point oh two. So, fellas, you can get him early fifth round. And and the, the consensus believes that he's the RB twenty one. I have him as my RB nineteen. I'm a little bit higher. But look, man, plain and simple. If I can get a late or mid to late RB two in the fifth round, I'm gonna do it all day long. I've grown to like Miles Sanders more and more. Again, I don't think he's a great runner, but but here's here's what I will say about Miles Sanders. I don't want him to be my RB two this season. I want him to be my RB three. I mean, preferably in a perfect world, I could get DeAndre Swift as my RB three. That that <laughs> that would make me very happy. DeAndre Swift is literally my RB nine this year. I'm so unbelievably high on DeAndre Swift. And take this for what it's worth, but Miles Sanders led the Eagles last season with 1,064 scrimmage yards in 2020. No other Eagle player had more than 600 scrimmage yards. I mean, that that means something, doesn't it? Two years ago, Philly invested second round draft cap in this kid, man. I I just think that they still believe in him, man. I think they're going to give him a larger workload. And, and I don't think he's going to be a top 5, top 10 running back. I have him as my RB19, man. I'm not I'm not like all over Miles Sanders. I'm just saying a lot makes sense. And, and I think he's a good value at his ADP. Again, he, he's probably going to be a mid to late RB2. And you can get that in the fifth round. You do it, man. You, you absolutely do it all day. Again, I, I'm going to reiterate myself. But the final thing I want to end on, if you can get Miles Sanders as your third running back, I'm okay with it. Don't, please, please, he, sh- he sh- probably shouldn't be your RB2. I, I just, I don't feel great about it. And, and again, I'm not head over heels for Miles Sanders. Good player. I wish the situation was a little bit better, and I wish he would get more volume. If all those things can happen, you know, a lot of ifs, but but if that can happen, man, he's, he's going to be a home run for, for your third running back. Oh my God, you're going to be, you're going to be big chilling. Fellas, my RB20, I'm, I'm changing my rankings. I had J.K. Dobbins at 21. I am moving him up to RB20. Fellas, I have reiterated myself so many times. I cannot stand J.K. Dobbins' situation with Lamar Jackson, bust down Gus Edwards. Fellas, the volume is not going to be there. I'm going to come out and say it right. Like that is going to be the biggest issue. That is going to be the only reason I'm not. I'm not going to be targeting uh, J.K. Dobbins. I am crazy head over heels for J.K. Dobbins as a prospect, as as just a pure talent, as a player, and and. Again, if he was on, I'm not even kidding, man. Like any of the 31 other teams, fellas, I I wouldn't be fading J.K. Dobbins. But hear me out, man. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to talk highly of him right now. J.K. Dobbins averaged 6.0 yards per carry as a rookie, man. 134 attempts, 805 yards, 9 touchdowns. Dobbins, listen to this. Dobbins was one of eight players in NFL history to average more than 5.5 yards per carry. and and that includes a minimum of 125 carries some of the other running backs that have accomplished this feat go by the name of adrian peterson clinton portis and maurice jones drew and i always complain about volume right i always uh, complain about volume with jk dobbins i should say but but baltimore ironically has led the nfl in rushing attempts since 2018 they average 566 rushing attempts a year it's just unbelievable right in 2020, they averaged almost 35 rushing attempts per game. That is an unbelievable number. Obviously, Lamar plays a large role in that, which which is why I'm not head over heels for J.K. Dobbins. But, however, with the new wide receiver additions, you know, I, I do expect Lamar to throw more, and, and that leads me to my next point. You can make a strong case that that will be giving J.K. Dobbins and uh, bust down Gus Edwards more carries. Right. That that makes a lot of sense. J.K. Dobbins did not see more than a 50% snap count uh, until week 8, right? But, But listen, from weeks 11 through 17, when he was getting more volume, he averaged 17 fantasy points per game. That's good, man. For a rookie, I don't care what anyone says, 17 fantasy points, lock it in all day. And what happens when they started giving him volume, man? You know, once he got the opportunity, Dobbins' touchdown efficiency, it was one of the best in the league, man, from weeks 11 through 17, he scored a touchdown in every single game. J.K. Dobbins, at the end of the day, man, he, he is their goal back, and, and he does have amazing vision. I, dude, I could rant about J.K. Dobbins and why I love him. But I, I could go on all day. Let me break down the splits from weeks 11 through 17 really quick of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Okay, so so carries, from, from those seven weeks, J.K. Dobbins had 77 carries. Gus Edwards had 62 J.K. Dobbins had 447 yards. Gus Edwards had 353. J.K. Dobbins had 102 fantasy points. Gus Edwards had 68. Snap count percentage. J.K. Dobbins had 52%. Gus Edwards had 35%. And Dobbins missed one of those weeks with an injury. This, this isn't like a competition between the two running backs. I'm just pointing out that J.K. Dobbins, which everyone knows, is clearly the better back, but by a large margin, man. See, it's just the problem is like like Baltimore just paid Gus Edwards. They just paid him. They just extended him. And Lamar Jackson, he's still going to get his, man. Whether you like it or not, Lamar's still going to be running. We, ultimately, we just hope that Lamar runs less for, for J.K. Dobbins' sake. And re- remember, man, I, I brought this st- I've brought this stat up before no running back under the lamar jackson era in baltimore no running back has ever had more than 28 receptions dude that that's terrible i mean that is terrible josh jacobs literally just caught 33 passes this year if i had to hit y'all with some stat predictions real quick I, i think we can see jk dobbins have over 200 carries like like a little bit over like 200 to 225 range he should have over 1,100 rushing yards. Uh, dude, if he didn't, I'd be very surprised. I, I think he'll have like 10 rushing touchdowns on the ground. Um, but, it, but it's the receptions, man. That's what scares me. He'll probably have between 20 to, to an absolute max of 30 receptions. And even if he has 30, dude, it's just that's not good. That's not a good number. Um, he, you know he may have 300 receiving yards max again not not a good number man and and we hope we just hope he can stay healthy and get more volume but no man i, I don't want to end like that on jk dobbins he ran a 437 99th percentile 40 yard dash his speed score is 96 percentile he's 510 210 dude he's he's big he's got good measurables he's crazy fast man he's got great vision. See, this is funny to me because I love J.K. Dobbins. I'm super, super high on this prospect, the talent, the player. But consensus has him as the RB 16. I have, I have him as my RB 20. Man, so a little surprised to see this. Um, he's going at the 3.09. So, so again, like you can get a player like Miles Sanders at at the beginning of the fifth, and and J.K. Dobbins is going at the end of the third. Man, it's just I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like his ADP. To sum it all up, I love the player. I do not like the situation at all, and he's going too early for me, fellas. J.K. Dobbins, my RB20. And just so you all know, once we get to RB21 coming up, this is where I have a tier break, right? This is where I personally think like there's actually a drop-off in the position. There, there's four more running backs we're going to talk about in today's episode. They are all a tier lower, in my opinion, than J.K. Dobbins, Miles Sanders, and the other 18 running backs we've already mentioned. My RB21... Daryl Henderson. I have Daryl Henderson as the RB21. Consensus has him at RB20. He's going currently as the 4.07, so a late fourth round, mid-to-late fourth-round pick. Honestly, man, his ADP is a little too early for my liking. I, I wish he would go about one round later. I'd be more comfortable. I'm probably not going to be getting many, many shares of Daryl Henderson this season. Um... His 40 yard dash man, 81st percentile. He ran a 4.49. His speed score 73rd percentile. He's got pretty good speed overall, right? Not not like breakaway speed, but 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 it's it's good speed. It's good speed. It's it's just crazy what happens in one year, man. Like like you look back at the Todd Gurley days a few years back, right? Todd Gurley all of a sudden getting older and and the Rams draft this kid out of Memphis. They draft Darrell Henderson out of Memphis. Third round, everyone's freaking out, man. 20, 21, 22 twenty-one, twenty-two-year-old kid, everyone loves him. Everyone thinks he's gonna be the next big thing, the next Todd Gurley. And and nothing happens, right? He just he hasn't he doesn't give the, the volume, he doesn't produce, and all of a sudden they skip over him and everyone thinks it's Cam Akers. And it was literally going to be Cam Akers. Cam Akers was gonna feast this season. Unfortunately, he got bit by the injury bug. We wish him the best. We wish him and his family the absolute best from the bottom of our heart. Fellas, Daryl Henderson, 24 years old, 5'8", 205 pounds. Listen, listen, listen. As a rookie, he barely did anything. He barely played. His second season last year, he was given a lot more volume. He he, he was just playing more, man. He finishes RB36, okay? So he took a giant leap forward. Again, RB36 does not get you anywhere. But RB36, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. He had one less rushing yard than uh than Cam Akers last season off of a few rushing a few less rushing attempts. So they basically had an identical stat line. Let's let's go back a step real quick. Let, let's take a step back, fellas. At Memphis, let's talk about his time at Memphis. His rookie season did not do much. You know, as a freshman, did not do much. His sophomore year, he was given the reins at, at Memphis. They said, hey man, here's the keys. Go get it done. And what does he do? He plays in 12 games, has almost 1,200 rushing yards, nine touchdowns on the ground. Dude, it was a great season. And, and then the following season, listen to this, his junior year, the final year in college at Memphis, he plays 13 games, 1,909 rushing yards, 22 touchdowns. He, he, dude, he had over 2,200 total yards, all-purpose yards in, in 13 games. I mean, that's almost like, that's like 180 yards a game. I mean this kid wasn't no slouch man. You you don't have almost 2000 rushing yards on the gr- on the ground on, on accident. You know, you don't have 22 rushing touchdowns in 13 games. So what happens man? You know, you know great great college resume gets drafted third round and it doesn't pan out initially, but but stuff happens man. Some stuff doesn't work out, other stuff works out. Cam Akers injury. All of a sudden, he, he's just handed the keys man. It's like it's like everything makes sense. The Rams did not have any offseason additions. They did not add to the running backs. I'm not head over heels for Daryl Henderson. I'm kind of head over heels for the situation all of a sudden. Listen, Cam Akers injured. He's done for the year. And maybe the other best part of this is, is the fact that Malcolm Brown is gone, man. He's in Miami. Malcolm Brown had over 100 rushing attempts last season, and, and he had over 33 targets. You know, I don't know, man. Like The more I look into it, the, the more that I like about Daryl Henderson just because of the situation. Dude, in 2020, last season, Daryl Henderson outperformed Cam Akers. In all of the following rate-based metrics, ready? Yards per carry, rushing attempts per broken tackle, yards per reception, yards after catch per reception. And lastly, PPR points per opportunity. Okay, so so like not even cherry picking man. Can't uh Daryl Daryl Henderson wasn't, wasn't that bad last season, you know, when he was given the ball. And and if he had more volume, dude. He could have been a top twenty-four back very easily last season. He was RB thirty-six off of like hundred I don't even know one hundred and fifty total touches. Like it wasn't much at all. And like right now, man, today August twenty-second. If it sounds weird to say, but in just a few weeks, a few months, a lot of us are gonna say, "Oh, Daryl Henderson is good." Like Daryl Daryl Henderson, he, he's actually a good football player. He's not great, right? He's not like Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook. He's not. He's not top tier. He's, but, but, but we're going to say in a month, man, I think a lot of us are going to say, Daryl Henderson, that kid can play. He's good at football. And I don't know if he necessarily is very good, right? But, but I think it's going to be because of the situation that, that a lot of us say all of a sudden, like, oh, this kid can play, man. But, but in reality, man, don't let it fool you. He, he might be okay, he might be decent, but it's the situation. Under Sean McVay, the Rams are the eighth heaviest run offense in the NFL. Their offense was third in the red zone last season, and that was all with Jared Goff last season. So, what do we think, man? We we're all anticipating, you know. Everyone's so high on zero playoff win, Matthew Stafford. No, I don't. I don't even mean to take a, da- a jab at him, but like, I think he's a little overhyped. Anyway, everybody likes Matthew Stafford so much; they think he's such a big upgrade. Well, well, if he is, doesn't mean that does doesn't that ultimately benefit uh, Daryl Henderson tremendously? I mean, I mean, right or wrong, does it not? I mean, theoretically speaking, don't you think that this offense should take a step forward? They they should be better. They should be more efficient under Matthew Stafford. I do. Last season, Daryl Henderson played six games where he got at least 12 touches. In those games, he averaged 14.3 fantasy points per game. 12 touches. That's nothing, man. That is nothing. 14.3 fantasy points. That ain't that bad. He averaged 5.1 yards per carry. That's so good. That's so good, man. I just think that anyone getting run in... in McVay's offense has fantasy value whether you want to argue or not man You, you can't deny that right and to have him at my RB1 or uh, 21 overall I, I just it makes sense man like like I feel comfortable. I feel good with him there And I've said it about the past few guys on this episode If you're gonna draft Daryl Henderson, please please have him be like your RB3 at best man I and I always preach getting running backs often and early if you're gonna get Darrell Henderson, fine, go for it. Like I'm okay with it, right? I actually feel like I like him more than most people. But, but please, man, have him be your RB three. I, I don't, I don't have that good feeling about him as my RB two. Volume should be awesome for this kid this season, and the offense is gonna be better, fellas. Three more running backs, and we're getting out of here. This is where I start to feel a little uneasy again. This is where you know you're starting to play with fire a little bit. My RB twenty-two, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, in in his second season last year, he finished in, and he played 10 games. He finished as running back 28. So for me to have him at RB 22, I think it makes a lot of sense, man. The one thing that I got worried about was was Brian Flores came out and said it, it might be a three-headed monster. We're, we're we're planning on using all of our running backs, and that's what made me me drop Miles Gaskin from RB 20 to 22 in my rankings. I just did that today, and and like. That didn't make me feel good, man. Hearing him say that did not make me feel good. Miles Gaskin, though, you know, ten games, finishes running back twenty eight. That that I mean, dude, that's so impressive right there in itself. He had almost six hundred rushing yards, four point one yards per carry, so fairly uh, kind of efficient, right? Not not terrible, not not good. It's it's alright, it's alright, it's alright. Three rushing touchdowns. That number is going to go up. Forty one receptions. That is the biggie, fellas. That is what I like about Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin ran a 4'5 458 four, 53rd percentile, right? So that's about as average as it gets. Speed score 39th percentile, not very good. Dude, he was a seven, he was a late seventh round pick out of Washington. His measurables are completely fine by me. 5'9, 205 pounds. That is perfectly fine. I'm actually pretty far off from consensus, man. I have him as my RB22. Consensus has him as their RB28. He's going in the beginning of the seventh round. I'll tell you what, man, if, if you didn't take running backs early, or you're looking for a fourth running back or uh, whatever, a third running back, Miles Gaskin, he's probably your guy, man. Early seventh round, pull trigger on this player. And Brian Flores, if you're listening, please, for the love of God, man, stop that nonsense. Please, please stop that, man. Don't use Malcolm Brown. Don't use Salvana Med. Please only use Miles Gaskin. Look, like, I'll keep it simple. I love Miles Gaskin, right? He's really growing on me. But I'm concerned with the Dolphins coaching staff that they don't want to share my enthusiasm. Matthew Berry said it best, man. He basically said that word for word, and and I couldn't agree more. Um, It's just way too much Malcolm Brown early for my liking and what I've seen in the preseason games. Let me give you some pros, though, real quick for drafting Miles Gaskin this season. He handled tons of volume as a bell cow in 2020, okay? You can't deny that. Something else that you cannot deny is his ability to catch passes. He had 41 catches in only 10 games. That's almost the same exact number as Dalvin Cook, and he played four less games than Dalvin Cook. Like like Dalvin Cook is the second running back drafted in every single league. He's going 102 overall. You're getting this player, Miles Gaskin, in the seventh round. And yes, obviously he's not going to run for nearly as many yards as Dalvin Cook, but but in terms of receptions, man, he's there's a good chance, you know, he he matches him or, or surpasses him. Another pro though for uh, Miles Gaskin, Miami, the offense as a whole uh, as a whole can take a step forward, right? Like into his second season, they can get a lot better. Last thing I'll say, last pro about him, uh I saw that the Dolphins have the fourth easiest running back schedule in 2021. See, I don't like stats like this because there's so many variables variables that come into play, man. Like there's so much so many factors and like I don't know, but but hey, I'll take that for whatever it's worth. Just just know, Miles Gaskin, seventh round pick, RB twenty two. That's where I got him, man. Real quick though, just before we move on, a lot of people think he's undersized, right? I'm talking about some cons right now, some cons about Miles Gaskin. People think he's undersized because he's only two hundred pounds, and it's like eh, that's like one of the gray areas. I get it. Two hundred pounds is the minimum weight I want my running backs to be. You know, So, so you, you can argue that it's potential to struggle, to, to stay healthy with, with a full workload. Uh, Miami also signed Malcolm Brown on free agency. This is the biggest con I can think of. Um, he also did not receive a ton of goal line work in 2020. That is an issue. And, and fellas, remember, the offense in Miami could really struggle if Tua doesn't take the step forward. These are all obvious stuff. I'm, I'm just laying out the blueprints. I'm just giving you guys information. You can decide whatever you want. You can choose whether to draft him or not. I personally don't know if I'm going to be drafting Miles Gaskin, man. This is usually when I'm going to be looking at my wide receivers, or, or maybe even my quarterback. You know, with tight end, I, I get my running backs early, and like honestly, by like round six, seven, eight, like, pfft, dude, I, I I don't know. I, I just I don't go for these later running backs usually because I already got my top tier studs. I I like going running back, running back, running back, like straight up, man. I love I love stacking. Next up, my running back 23, Mike Davis. I don't want to dive super deep into Mike Davis because he's just super, super boring, and I don't think he's good, right? Straight up, I just I don't think Mike Davis is very good. He catches a ton of passes. That is it. Listen to Mike Davis's career, right? And, and just know you're drafting Mike Davis at his ceiling. I swear to God, you better not buy him in Dynasty. Listen to me. Mike Davis as a rookie. Here's his finishes. Running back 110 the next season, 105. Running back 77, running back 36, running back 104, and then last year running back 12. I think Mike Davis is super, super similar to um, Raheem Mostert in the sense that you are drafting these players at their ceiling. Raheem Mostert has never done anything. He has had one good year in his entire career. Same with Mike Davis. This is for fantasy purposes. This is all we're talking about is fantasy. Look, I got I got to give my ha- tip my cap to Mike Davis. Last season he was great, man, great. 70 targets, 59 receptions. Okay, that right there is the reason he was an RB one. He was RB 12. He's gonna be 29 years old, five foot nine, two twenty one. The nice thing is, man, he's the only proven option in Atlanta. Right, that's what he's got going for him. Um, the uh, I guess you could say the head coach Arthur Smith has shown like he likes to give high volume to to the lead running back. In, in Atlanta, I should say. And, you know, over the years, he has had some great fill-in performances for Christian McCaffrey. But keyword, fill-in. You know why he's filling He was a backup, right? Because he wasn't good enough to be a starter. And quite to be quite frankly with, with y'all, he's never been good enough to be a starter. And it's weird now that he's almost 29... And he's given a starting role. Like it just—it seems too good to be true, man. I don't feel good about it. You know, him being my RB 23, I feel a little weird. I—I I, just—I don't have that good feeling in my stomach about Mike Davis. And yes, he can still catch a ton of passes out of the backfield. He can still do that, right? Some cons about Mike Davis, you know, he 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 did wear down after a few games. As you know, he was utilized heavily in Carolina, and and you could see that he just he couldn't keep up, man. He's been a career backup. I don't care what anyone says. He's been a career backup. Mike Davis, is, is the talent there to be an RB one, dude? Is the talent even there to be an RB two, man? I, I barely have him as, as a back end RB two. More, you know, more than half of his career rushing touchdowns came from last season. Does that scare you? He's literally going to be 29. Think about what I just said. More than half of his career rushing touchdowns came from last year. He's going to be 29. That scares me. It doesn't I dude, I don't even I don't like him at RB23. It's just where I have him because there are not 23 good running backs in the NFL. I think there's about 20 good running backs. J.K. Dobbins is my RB 20. That is where I have, like I said, I have a tier, I have a tier break right there, man. I, I don't, I don't think there's more than 20 good running backs straight up for fantasy purposes. This is, a, this is all fantasy, man. We only talk fantasy. 24th running back, my RB 24, Javante mother, Javante Williams. I love Javante Williams. I'm just not head over heels for him this year, fellas. Fellas, last running back we're talking about. Then we're getting out of here. Javante Williams led college football with 76 rushing forced missed tackles last season. His, he forced three missed tackles on his first five carries in week one of the preseason. Fellas, can you say the word elusive for me? Look, I love this kid in Dynasty. Melvin Gordon is going to be gone. He's on the final year of his contract. Then it's going to be the Javante Williams show. This season, however, I think it's going to be a kind of a gross timeshare for longer than we want. Javante will get you know, get hot, get more volume. He'll be the lead back from mid-season on. I love, I love the thought process of of you can draft him if you want, but I love the thought process of trading for Javante, super, super cheap, super low. You know, a few weeks into the season, when a when a GM is panicking, they're freaking out. They're like, this kid's not doing anything. He's not doing what I wanted him to. I need to make a trade. That is when you attack. That's when you strike. That's when you get Javante Williams, right? Because he'll be in a timeshare, gross timeshare early on with Melvin Gordon. That's when you get him, man. Then you watch that you watch that flower blossom. You watch it bloom midway to the season and on. And I'm not saying he's gonna be a league winner. He could be. That wouldn't surprise me. Javante Williams, five foot ten, two twelve. His 40 times stunk, man. He ran a 4.62, 41st percentile. His speed score 38 percentile. I I want to get super excited about Javante, and I am, but but his some of his workout metrics are not nearly as good as I would like them to be. He was almost a first round draft pick, however. He you know he played at North Carolina. Fellas, 21 years old. There's there is a lot to like about Javante but but there are some red flags too right right like he's just he's he's not like the next saquon barkley that that's what i'm saying so he is my rb24 consensus has him as their rb25 right now i see him going off the board at you know mid 6th round and, and you know that makes sense i i don't know if i'll be taking him this year man i'm i'm like kind of like 50/50 on him it's, it's just tough not to overreact, man. You see, you know, he had like 24 rushing yards off his first two carries, and it's like you get so excited. You get you, you just get so excited over these rookies performing in the preseason, and I get it, man. But I think the route I'm going to take on Javante this year is I'm probably going to pass over him in the draft, in all my drafts, and look to buy him very cheap after a few few weeks of just not getting the volume, man. That's what I'm going to strike. That's what I think. Javante Williams, he's my RB24 Love him in Dynasty all over Javante Williams in Dynasty. Redraft, I'm like, he's all right. He's all right. Fellas, we're going to wrap it up. It is super late, man. I I hope you all have a great Saturday, man. I I hope the weather is beautiful. It's supposed to rain here, unfortunately. Fellas, this is Fade Consensus Podcast. I want to thank all y'all for listening. My name's Austin Abbott. Go check out my Twitter, at Austin Abbott FF. Fellas, we're going to call it. We're getting out of here. We're wrapping it up. I love y'all. I'll see y'all. Peace.